unsolved melodies. Welcome back to Unsolved Melodies. It's been a minute. By a minute, I mean it's been a couple months. And a couple months, a lot has changed. A lot has changed for me. A lot has changed for you. And uh, a lot of you have been asking on Instagram, where is the podcast? Well, you know what? It's right here. Welcome back. Thank you for listening and following me on this journey. My daily Instagram posts of my face, mostly my hair. Um, Where to begin? I think we should uh, go back to where we left off, which I think was one of the third last trips I was in LA. Uh, I think that's where that was. So I did spend a bunch of time in Los Angeles November. It was on fire when I got there. That did not surprise me. Uh, then it started to rain a lot and it got really cold. Uh, I made a bunch of new friends. I had a really great time. I shot the music video for Malibu. I shot the music video for Calling to the Moon. I had Sasha there. I had uh, Fred there, my bandmates and uh, creative partners. And it was great. And uh, liked it so much. I came back to Toronto and immediately booked a ticket back to Los Angeles for January where I spent another three weeks. I think I cut it a little short because the uh, COVID thing started to be uh, a concern. Um, so I did leave a little earlier, but I mean, that was a great, great trip too. I spent a lot of time in Beechwood Canyon. Um, I spent a lot of time in Los Feliz in East Hollywood. Uh, I really like LA. Um, so hang on to that thought. Came back to Toronto and, uh, you know, every time I come back to Toronto, I run a charity here. It's a very active, busy charity. Um, anything in the animal welfare world is quite tumultuous at times. So I think at that point I had 180 dogs under the care of the charity that I'm head of. And uh, But things were going okay. And then um, I was like, you know what? gonna go back to LA again so <laughs> I wasn't gonna go um it was kind of right at the pre- precipice of I'm not even gonna try that uh of COVID I actually cried on the plane going down there because it was really spooky going to the airport and nobody was wearing masks I'm I'm immune compromised so I always travel with a mask at least for the last several years and uh just like a spooky feeling to the whole trip and I was a little scared and I was like what am I doing but I really wanted to be in LA and I wanted to celebrate my birthday in LA well that did not go to plan um I got to LA I hang out with some friends um I think I was only there for five days and I was like one of um the former Obama administration um health officials were like yo, this is going to get really bad within the next week and, like, a lot of people are about to die. And so I was just like, I don't think I'm going to be able to spend the time I want here right now. I thought about staying and writing out COVID because um, I felt like they were going to close the borders, and they did about a week later. Um, but it was, I remember it was Friday the 13th. I just booked a flight back to Toronto, and I was just like, I don't think I'm going to be back in Los Angeles for 
for a minute. So I get to the airport. I, again, I'm very freaked out. Nobody's wearing masks. This is in March. Nobody's taking it seriously. And I get on the plane and a man is sitting in my seat. And I said, uh, you know, you're in my seat. And I'm not usually that picky, but because I have a medical condition, I like to uh, sit in the aisle. So if I have easy access if I need medical attention. Drama, drama, drama. And the man was like, excusez-moi. And I was like, you speak French and I do not. Um, but you're still in my seat. So like maybe go back to your seat and see if somebody else wants to swap seats with you. Within five minutes, there was about a dozen people fighting over whose seat is who. <laughs> and uh, I'm just the girl in the big black mask and red head, big red hair. There was nobody uh, at that point wearing masks. And um, eventually I kind of had to like, you know, settle things down. And I recognized two of the guys uh, were from a band called, um, they're a Toronto band and they're called the Darcy's. And I made a joke and I said, oh, guys, you should let them have their seats. They're really talented musicians. We got to get them home safe. And then the super obnoxious girl was like, well, if they're so talented, they should sing us a song. And then one of the other guys was, we do that, but we actually get paid a lot of money to do that. And it was super awkward and super funny. So I was like, you know what? You're going to sit here. You sit here. Blah, blah, blah. Rearranged it. Steward, stewardess came out to me and she's like, can you guys just like settle down? And I was like. I'm doing your fucking job, but yeah, it's all taken care of. Have a good flight. <laughs> and so then I look over to the guy from the Darcy's, I don't know his name, and I and, and just imagine me in like a big black mask with red, giant red hair, and I said, did you foster a puppy for redemption paws? And he kind of was like, yeah, I did. And then he starts talking about this puppy that he fostered, and it was great, and it's a small world, and we got back really late um and uh security i have a nexus pass and i was wearing a mask and security was like don't even talk to us like just walk away they didn't want to look at my passport they didn't want anything to do with me i guess because i was wearing a mask and nobody else was i don't know it was very very weird and then i went into quarantine for the next three weeks and uh eventually got my dogs back so for those of you who don't know i have two dogs that look the same but they're not related Erwin, Erwinian, Erwinnington, uh, he is a 14-year-old. Uh, they call them mini healers in the United States, but it's basically a cattle dog mixed with a terrier. But he, so he looks like a, a small cattle dog. Uh, and then my other dog, Indy, is from West Texas. Uh, and she is uh, amazing. Her name is, her official name is Indy Bird because she tweets. That's how she talks. Um, and she's about, she be turning three on the 4th of July. And she's from a place called Odessa, Texas, which is west, 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 Texas, right on the border of New Mexico. Uh, so they look, they look alike. There's a huge age disparity. Um, and I was concerned about getting her the exercise she needed. Um, anyway, it worked out. Uh, my wonderful friend Amber was was looking after her whilst I was away. So uh, I had time with Erwin and I had time with Indy. And then uh, I kind of had like a come to Jesus moment where I've been living in the same place for almost a decade. 
not very happy where I'm living, not loving the city, not loving the neighborhood, uh, not loving some of the safety concerns that I was having where I was living. And uh, I made the decision to uh, not only uh, give notice and move, but uh, give away everything I own. Uh, you know, I say give away everything I own. Obviously, I kept the clothes I wear, my music equipment, um, my painting, my painting supplies. Um, but every, my, but every, everything else, it just, it's just, it's too much juju. Uh, and sometimes you need a clean break, uh, having gone through, um, uh, you know, nearly dying from life-threatening illness, a domestic violence situation. I felt in my gut it was the right thing to do. Now, do I think that, like, getting rid of everything and moving uh, means that I'm going to be in Los Angeles anytime soon? No. Um, I cannot predict the future <laughs> other than the consistent stupidity that uh, keeps coming up with people in terms of um, dealing with the, I don't know, global pandemic. Um, but I filed for my uh, uh, visa uh, to the United States, <laughs> which um, anyone who's known me for a long time, they're like, finally. Because I grew up in um, San Diego. I grew up um, near Car- Carmel Valley, uh, Del Mar Heights area. Spent my entire life going back and forth between Toronto um, and California. Never became a citizen. I do have my, my green card from when I was a kid. Super adorable green card. I'm going to frame it because it's so cute. Um, so just kind of you know going through that process and um, definitely you know, coming to terms with the fact that I want to live in Los Angeles. When I was a kid, I hated Los Angeles. When we would drive up from San Diego, I'd be like, oh my God, Los Angeles, there's like so much traffic. We're never going to get to Universal Studios. I want my Ninja Turtles snacks. Um, but I just feel really comfortable there. And, you know, I'm youngish. And I think, uh, you know, now's that time to make moves. Maybe I'll move to Los Angeles. Maybe I'll move to Vancouver. But I just, in the foreseeable future, when I'm able to be more mobile, um, I think that you just kind of have to follow, follow your heart, follow your dreams, okay? Just follow what makes sense for you. I, ha- I have a lot of wonderful friends in Los Angeles that I adore. Um, it's a great place to be creative. Um, I'm obsessed with you know southern california architecture i'm not a huge beach person i know that you're like you look like a mermaid but like not really um the ocean is smelly and uh hurts my joints uh but i love you know laurel canyon beachwood canyon i hope to live in a canyon residence one day um and i have family uh all up and down the coast and so yeah so we'll, we'll see where it is even if i don't get my visa i'll probably be there lots and lots um so I'm in the process of moving a alone uh, during COVID, which means like there's nobody to help me move furniture and, you know, trying to work with charities. So I'm, I don't want my stuff to, my stuff isn't garbage. Um, so I don't want it to go to a dump, but uh, I'm trying to work with uh, the furniture bank in terms of like how to get the furniture to them. And yeah, and just, you know, focusing and kind of clearing stuff out, which I think in the whole process of things has um, made room for me. I know that sounds crazy. 
but made room for, you know, I'm working on a movie um, with this director, Tito. Uh, I'm working on a slew of new songs. I'm putting out, out a new song at least every month. Um, I'm working on paintings, uh, working on my book. Uh, these are all things that make me happy. I'm happier when I'm creative, and I don't always give myself permission to do that. I feel like, oh, I should be doing dog rescue stuff, or I should be, you know, doing something else. Um, so definitely there's been, like, a huge pivot in that way, and it feels really good. I'm, you know, youngish, single woman, um, officially divorced, uh, after a very short and violent marriage, um, as of the spring, and yeah, so I mean, like, the COVID thing couldn't happen at a worse time, but I also think it's given me a pause to clear stuff out and really, really make stuff happen because it, it did feel like, I think I spelt, I spent between March of 2019 and March of 2020, I think I spent like close to 12 weeks in Los Angeles and not, you know, lollygagging. There certainly wasn't a holiday because I was working remotely all the time, um, for the, like, like doing charity work and, and doing the creative work, but uh, it just began to feel like I was beginning to like wake up and be like, am I in Los Angeles or am I in Toronto? <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, I'm in Los Angeles. I'd be like, hey. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm in Toronto. I'd be like, no. Um, and I've definitely been in love with the city of Toronto. Uh, it's very clean. It's like New York, but without all the stuff. Um, I like to take dig digs at it, but um, I think Toronto's in a really weird, weird spot with like sky right sky high rent and um just not even places to play live shows anymore like there just has been such a focus on the cost of living and and unfortunately it, it's a culture killer um so that definitely made me fall out of love with Toronto not to say that Toronto doesn't have its bright spots uh and not to say that Toronto isn't going to be an amazing city once again um more or less that's you know, what has been going on, uh, like the Natalie and Bruglia song, that's what's going on, nothing's going on, um, I have a new song coming out called Cloud and Crown, uh, I really like it, um, I'm so grateful for my bandmates for kind of sticking with me, <laughs> you know, because there's definitely not going to be any live shows in our near future, but, um, Devin, who plays trumpet, Sasha plays guitar, Fred plays bass, um, so it's really great that we're still able to make music remotely, which is how everything's kind of always been for me um, for a variety of reasons. So it hasn't been too overwhelming because I've basically been living my life in quarantine one way or another for a long time. Uh, and, you know, definitely like the dog rescue stuff is really um, taxing during COVID. You know, just start having started the, the dog charity off the back of Hurricane Harvey um, you know, you're used to having to like pivot and plan and pivot and plan. And then you get like a world pandemic and it's like, nobody's done dog rescue during a world pandemic before. And then everyone panics and starts yelling at you. And, um, unfortunately I've been at the brunt of some unpleasantries, uh, but you carry on and you just, you pivot. And I think that people either see me as a dog rescue person, they're like, oh, like she's she's the one who rescues the dogs and so many of them, and oh my goodness. And then people see me as 
uh, you know, late July. She's a musician, or some of you see me just as an Insta model. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, like dog rescue, animal welfare, it's kind of, everyone has their pillars in their life. I always think it's like three or four pillars. And, you know, helping dogs is something that I've been doing since university. That's what I did. I went to the shelter every day for a year because um, York University was on strike. And, uh, and yeah, and I learned so much about compassion and grace and, uh, and suffering from, from these animals that I got to work with and the people at the pound, you know, were certainly not glamorizing anything. And, uh, and I just realized that that was just going to be a part of who I was. And I'd always been like a person, an animal person, quote unquote. Um, so it'll be like a a pillar of, of what I do. Um, but you know, music precedes the animal stuff. I think there's a, there's some psychologists who believe your interests that you have between the ages of like five and eight really remain the same throughout your life. I don't know if that's like for you, you know, if it's like sports or some type of hobby or something, but you know, looking back, you spent, I could tell you that like, I was really into music from a very, very young age. I was really into, uh, performing and I was really into animals and then I spent the rest of my life trying to get away from that. And it's just funny that you come back to this and, you know, now my life is, is basically music performing and dogs. So um, it's always interesting. I mean, I don't know if that's true for everyone, but it certainly was true for me. Um, and I think it's just kind of living of a more authentic life. And then when you're living a more authentic life, you attract more authentic friends, more authentic partners. I'm going to say the word authentic again. Authentic, authentic, authentic. <laughs> but I really do think, um, you know, the more true you are to who you are, uh, the world around you will become substantially better. And I would say over the last year, I went from really not knowing who I was. I was 40 pounds lighter. I was extremely ill, you know, a year, year and a half ago. Um, you know, now I take medication three times a day to keep me alive. Um, and it's certainly not ever going to go away. Um, but it's not my disease. It's a disease. It's not something I did to myself and it's not something I need to feel guilty about, but certainly, um, you can, a disease can become all consuming and become your identity, being in an abusive relationship, being in a violent relationship that can become a part of your identity. And I think it's just a part of, you know, who I've become and how I've become it. So, I'm really excited about releasing new music. I um, haven't been watching, <laughs> I haven't been watching anything since COVID started. It was literally like I came back from LA and I was like, oh, I'm just going to like hang out and watch Netflix and everything's going to be fine. And then I was like, oh, I have like 60 dogs at the rescue that I need to figure out what to do with them. And, um, and then it was just like waking up every day at 5 a.m., figuring stuff out pivoting, 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 just like the Friends episode. And, and yeah, so I just haven't been watching anything. I did watch one movie recently, completely by chance, um, because my mom was like, yo, you need to, like, sit down and, like, chill. And I was like, fine. Thanks, mom. So I watched a movie called Extraordinary. Um, it's an Irish film, 
but it stars uh, Will. What is his name? Will Forte. Funny in that movie, and it was one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. Um, and I knew nothing about it. It's like Ghostbusters meets like a rom com meets like The Exorcist, and it was amazing. Um, and of course, like. I really do think Will Forte is like one of the funniest people on the planet. Um, he did a movie on Netflix that um, was called uh, A Futile and Stupid Gesture. Uh, that was one of the funniest movies. I watched it like three times in a row. It was so funny. So if you haven't seen that. And then he was also in Seven Days of Hell and Tour de Pharmacy. The character he plays in Tour de Pharmacy just killed me. I was crying. I rewatched I rewatched it in November with a friend when I was in LA and I was just like I was crying. <laughs> uh, it was so funny. Anyway, much love to Will Forte and his uh talents. But yeah, so check out the movie Extraordinary if you haven't. In terms of music that I've been listening to, um <laughs> and it's really unpopular or cuz it's popular, I guess unpopular cuz it's coming from me, but the new Harry Styles album is really good. If you want something like upbeat and just kind of like a good jam and then flip it and reverse it, not the actual record, but Phoebe Bridgers, um, her new album isn't out just yet, but the singles off it are so god damn good. So good. I know my friend Sasha is listening to this and he's like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Um, she came out with a song called I See You, Kyoto, Garden Song. Garden Song has been like my my sad COVID anthem. Um, just beautifully written lyrics, everything. Just amazing. And then I've uh, been really obsessed with Natalie and Bruglia. I have her as my Zoom background. <laughs> and uh, disturbed some people. Uh, and I have, if you haven't uh, listened to the original version of Torn by a Danish artist that I can't pronounce their name uh I suggest it's just uh just type in original Torn song I think it came out like 92 93 and it sounds exactly the same except it is all in Danish so um have a listen there I think it is quite uh exciting I'd ask some of you tonight as to what they wanted me to talk about um here are some of them some of them are good some of them are bad uh how do you do your eyes your way and style of shopping what you love to eat your music bloopers low how you do your eyes i use the same copper eyeshadow and i like fake eyelashes and uh i i like to shop at ross I, I don't like to spend a lot of money on clothes. Um, <laughs> what I love eating, vegetables. I'm a vegetarian. Um, I think literally for dinner, anyone wants to know. I had a sweet potato, some uh, fried rapini with onions and tomatoes, and zucchini with balsamic vinegar. That was literally my dinner. I understand there wasn't a protein source in there. You can yell at me later. Um, somebody said to discuss weed. Guess what? I know nothing about weed um, because I'm one of the people that uh, THC is actually lethal to because THC lowers your cortisol levels, which makes you feel real cool and chill. 
But when you have a disease that causes you to constantly have real low cortisol levels, it actually can kill you. So no on the weed, but if it, if it helps you and it embetters your life, all the power to you. Somebody says, your chances of getting a shot on an English TV show? I don't know fully what they were getting at. Um, love, would love to be on a show like Fleabag. Um, I actually had the honor of um, organizing a fundraiser for the Murray, Perry Tr- the Murray Parish Trust. Um, and I got to work with Sarah Parrish, who is just, uh, I mean, one of the most beautiful human beings. And, uh, and she runs this charity and she's, you know, brilliant actress. Um, and that was really cool. And I got to, uh, work with her a lot, um, on this project. So I was pretty excited about that. Always love to, um, it's always an honor to meet people who have, uh, you know, pursued a career in the arts, uh, and done so, so eloquently and gracefully. Uh, post quarantine bucket list, uh, go to LA, (laughs) go to Target, uh, pick up my checks mix. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't really feel really disconnected from people because like I said, this is kind of very similar to the lifestyle I've been living. Um, do one about albums you could listen to from start to finish. Uh, I can tell you right now without even hearing the full album, the new Phoebe Bridgers album will be an album I will listen to start to finish probably for the rest of the year. Um, if you could go back and change one thing, what would it be? Uh, taking myself seriously and stop running away from the things and people I love. Um, somebody says, life as an indie artist in Toronto versus LA. I don't do a lot of music stuff in Los Angeles. Um, I hope to. I don't have the visa to perform or anything like that. Um, but it's all done remotely and, you know, working with different producers in Los Angeles and Toronto, um, more of the same, just, you know, people bringing different things to the plate. Um, somebody said, kissy face, kissy face, kissy face, kissy face, kissy face all over. Cool. <laughs> you have a podcast. Didn't know. Now you know, Pablo. Um, somebody said music development. Uh, I mean, sure. <laughs> um, a potted history of your life. No stone left unturned. Um, maybe, you know, for another time, but I think I... And gave you kind of a gist of what's going on current current history. Um, somebody said history of dogs in art. Uh, boring. Um, a podcast hosted by David Lynch and yourself talking about the paranormal. This person obviously pays attention to me because that would be awesome. I just watched David Lynch's masterclass. I totally want to do transcendental meditation. Um, but I loved in the masterclass where he says intuition is the combination of emotion and intelligence and everyone's intuition is different because some have more emotion, some have more intelligence. It's never the same balance. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then finally, uh, somebody said, you are the perfect woman. And that person frequently comments um, that. So uh, I hope that covers uh, some things. A bit weird. Uh, doing a solo podcast, but also um, means that I can do more of these. So, uh, you know, I wish I could like play shows like uh, like a radio show. Um, and maybe I'll do some live 
podcast performances. Really right now what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to figure out is like a year ago I had no followers. Now I have, you know, 165,000 followers. I have my TikTok. I'm trying to learn TikTok, keep up with the kids, you know. Um, But just kind of be able to support myself through my creative pursuits. Um, I'm not a model. It may surprise you, I'm actually quite short. Um, so I've never modeled or done things like that. I am excited to do um, this movie with Tito that we've been working on. Uh, so great to work with somebody who's just like really into the project and it's just like, hey, I got this idea. I'm like, hey, got this idea. And like, we're going back and forth, you know, making script notes and, you know, just planning for a time that we can film uh, this romantic comedy um, that uh, I will be in. Um, so definitely exploring more acting that's something that I've always the performer side of me has always been interested in Um, but again like supporting myself you know I don't make any money off my music I don't make any money off my art and certainly there doesn't always have to be a marriage between commerce and art Um, but it'd be nice it would take a little little pressure off my back let's put it that way Um, my dog Irwin was diagnosed with cancer Uh, he is dying But you know what? He's really fucking happy. And I'm fucking happy that he's so happy right now. He's loving the weather. He loves where we're living. He's loving just his life. There's a certain, you know, you can tell he's unwell. He's got like, if you ever had an old dog, they get like arthritis and their like back swoops down and their hips are all bony. And, you know, he eats like special like tuna, rice, peas, and turkey Um, twice a day he's got some pretty freaking groovy pain meds and unlimited treats (laughs) loves his bananas he's always got um, bananas Uh, he loves his little sister Uh, and you know it sucks that he's probably not going to be here at the end of the summer but I'm so incredibly grateful that I was able to adopt him after his owner died and I didn't plan on it but I've had about four amazing years with one of, and I work with a lot of dogs, one of the most gentle souls in a dog that I've ever come across. And uh, it's going to be hard to um, to see him hit the sky. Um, I certainly hope that um, I will be there in terms of, you know, I worry about him passing away in his sleep. <laughs> and he's a very heavy sleeper. So there's a lot of those moments where like, is he breathing? Is he breathing? Okay, okay, he's breathing. (laughs) Um, So incredibly uh, grateful that he introduced me to cattle dogs. Um, Because of him, so many rescues have sent me cattle dogs to find homes for. um, And they're a wonderful breed. I think they're misunderstood, greatly misunderstood, but like most brilliant dogs. Not your normal dog, but so brilliant and affectionate. Um, I never want to love anyone as much as a cattle dog loves their owner because it's let me tell you folks it's intense I woke up with India on my head this morning she's just like good morning it's great to see you um so yeah so just kind of going through those things and like you know if you're going through COVID right now and you're in isolation you're facing you're facing financial you know crisis um I feel you it's tough and I think that some days I feel really optimistic that with COVID that there's going to be changes 
made in the world, made in the arts world, made in the animals world that are going to be really positive. And then there are days where I'm just like, I feel like I'm in a really bad episode of Black Mirror and I want to turn it off and I want things to make sense. And being single during COVID (laughs) is kind of like, oh man, I fucked this up, you know. But I don't think so because I I thought that at the beginning. I was like, oh man, I should have, I should have locked something down. I should have gotten a COVID buddy or something. And I'm totally glad I didn't because obviously, um, terrible reason to get into a relationship. But I think um, it's, it's a really great time to, you know, reflect and just get really centered on yourself. And if you're into online dating, that's cool. Um, as you saw this week, like people have been using my photos on online dating and it's why I can't online date because <laughs> in the past, I think I tried like once or twice in the past year to do online dating and people report it because they think it's fake or they think I'm fake or whatever. So I don't know. I don't know what that future holds for me. Um, I've been single over a year now, and it's been fine. I'm really not desperate for that type of attention. I mean, I get so much male attention online, but it's not the same. Um, And I know that having, like, a big Instagram following and having a bunch of photos of myself actually can be quite off-putting to the wrong people. But to the right people, they'll see it as being creative and me putting myself out there and journaling and creating content that I like and that's kind of what I consider it as so that is how I feel about that but I'm gonna end this podcast here and leave you with a little unfinished okay unfinished sample of um, my new song cloud and crown uh I think there's like a bunch of songs coming up that were about a situation that <laughs> a situation I could only get myself into where I was involved, became very close to a person, uh, and we at the time were living between three countries. And yeah, you know, like you're just like, Oh, I don't wanna talk about it, it's personal, it's private. I mean, it is personal and private, but, like, you know, it's also art, and everyone is entitled to their story, their version of the truth. But I feel like a lot of the songs that I'm going to be coming out with in the next, uh, probably throughout the summer, are just going to be a reflection of what happened between November and March in Los Angeles and in Toronto. Uh, And I think it's cool, and I think it's cool to kind of, you know, you get to a point where you're like, well, maybe uh, I was watering a dead plant. Um, but just because you were watering a dead plant, a.k.a. a situation that wasn't really going anywhere, it doesn't mean that you can't appreciate the intensity or the beautiful moments that came along and inspired music. And I have no regrets in that sense because you're just always growing and learning. And I have so many great stories. I mean, I will be some of them will be in my book um some of them won't um but yeah so I think this song particular that I'm about to post a teaser from it talks about shipwrecks and mermaids and it's called cloud and crowns and it's definitely like upbeat um but just you know the re- a reminder that you should never have to chase someone Everyone should always meet you in the middle 
And you always, always deserve honesty when somebody's words don't match their actions. That's when you get curious, as Mark Grove says. And um, that usually means that um, somebody's not being honest. And you always deserve honesty, especially if you are willing to be honest. So I'm going to be honest with you right now and say it's been a blast. I will do this again next week uh, for you. Uh, If you like it, um, send me a DM. You can email me at uh, latejulymusic at gmail.com. Let me know if you have questions you want me to answer on the podcast. But I will leave you with this clip of the new song called Cloud and Crown. You were drowning while I was drifting. Are we going shore to shore? That's all you get. I wasn't going to give you the chorus. You think I was going to give you the chorus? I'm not going to give you the chorus. Stay tuned for more. That song should be out in June. See you later for Unsolved Melodies.